we have a very, very special guest with us today. Um, she is the current senior manager of digital content for the Portland Travelers. She's also worked with the Memphis Grizzlies as their social media producer. She's been featured in ESPN, NBC Sports, many other major platforms as well. She has an incredible testimony of faith. So we are very blessed to have her join us today. We have Omar Baptist. Omar, how are you doing today? Good. I need you to like walk around with me and give that little intro wherever I go. That was great. <laughs> <laughs> now, nah, look, we, we got to give you flowers. I mean, like I mentioned, you have an incredible testimony of faith and something that really just aligns with the vision with you faith. So I'm like, man, like, you know, it's definitely a blessing to have you a part of our platform today for sure. Thanks for asking me. Absolutely. No worries. So, Amara, where did your walk with Christ, you know, first begin? Yeah, I think this is an interesting question because my faith journey has been very, um, it's grown a lot over the years. I was born and raised into the Catholic Church. So I went to church every Sunday with my parents. I went through confirmation, confession, um, communion, all of the things, went to Sunday school, went to an all-girls Catholic high school. So faith has always been, I guess religion has always been kind of a backbone in my life. However, my personal journey with faith, um, I think has ebbed and flowed over the years. Um, and I think just reflecting back, um, there was a season where, you know, God was not at the forefront of my life. And I think it's just, I guess my personal testimony is that, you know, he blessed me so like incredibly when he was not at the forefront of my life. So that just goes to show you how great his um, grace and mercy are. But I think when the pandemic started and I really had a chance to like, I was forced to slow down. Everybody was forced to kind of listen. I live alone. So it was very much a personal growth journey as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I started praying more. I started reading the Bible every day, doing a bunch of Bible studies, really investing more in my faith. And I think that's when my personal relationship with God started to take off. And I think I can see in different points in my life where my behaviors didn't reflected that God wasn't at the forefront of my life. And I think just looking back, I'm like, okay, I'm giving myself grace for the season I was in, but I think, you know, having a a vision of where I want to go is, is the path I'm on right now. Absolutely. That is a very big testimony too. And um, like you mentioned, just investing is key. I mean, right. We invest so much time into our dreams and goals and, you know, there might not be that same percentage of investment to our relationship with in Christ. So it's just like, you know, you saying that, you know, is a perfect example that, you know, that investment, it, it is key. I mean, cause at the end of the day, like we have to take our time out, you know, he provides us with that grace and mercy, you know, at times where, you know, we shouldn't have been, allowed it but you know that just proves how much he actually loves us so i think that's very key and Mm -hmm. also you know just going into just simply walking by faith and not by sight obviously i know faith has been a big part of your testimony um getting into the nba now you know i remember um i was listening to a podcast you recorded with um another platform and you know throughout your journey getting to the nba has not been easy you received a lot of no's, um a lot of people telling that you you were not experienced you didn't have you know the qualifications but you know, within that, you began interning basketball events all over L.A. You plan to seize build connects, which ended up helping you land a job with the Memphis Grizzlies. So in that regard of, you know, this whole career and journey for you getting to the NBA, how big of a role has faith played in that journey? Yeah, it's been huge. I mean, I think, as you know, like sports are a very competitive industry, whether that's mm-hmm. playing or even working. There's only 30 jobs, you know, in social media and um, mm-hmm. 
So I got a lot of no's and I I was actually just reflecting on this the other day. Um, My first experience uh, applying for an MBA job, Mm -hmm. it was a job uh, out of state and I really wanted it. It was in marketing. And I was like, this is what I'm destined to do. Kind of didn't ask God for any advice. (laughs) Just was like, this is what I'm doing. Um, Didn't get it. I was devastated. Another job, same situation, didn't get it. And then I looked back and if I would have gotten those jobs, um, the entire trajectory of my life would have been different. Mm-hmm. And I mean that because um, that those were the last six months of my maternal grandmother's life. Mm-hmm. Um, I grew up with my maternal grandparents. I lived with them. And I would have missed six months with one of my favorite people on the planet. Right. You know? so I think everything happens for a reason. And I've just mm-hmm. really lived by that. Even when it feels hopeless, um, you just got to remember, okay, the opportunities that are for me won't miss me. Mm-hmm. And really, you know, walking by faith and not by sight, even when it feels like you're just rejected over and over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. And I think that is very key too. I mean, a lot of times, like, you know, it's, you know, believers setting these dreams and goals, you know, it's like, we have to find that balance between not allowing ourselves to get so emotional caught up and not getting the promotion, not getting the job, not getting the opportunity. And also, you know, continue to tell ourselves, you know, God, let this happen. He didn't let that job happen for us. He didn't let that promotion happen for a reason. And it's all about just finding that true balance within yourself and your relationship to know like, okay, I'm still trusting him regardless of whatever happens. And, you know, making a perfect example of that, you know, within your career too. So I definitely think that's key. Um, You know, also just managing, you know, God's test. One thing I personally learned tomorrow is that it doesn't matter where you come from, you know, how much money you got, what family trajectory you come from, you're going to get tested by God at some point in your life. Um, obviously, I'm sure in your role, you know, working with NBA teams, you've dealt with tests in regard of internet trolls, you know, obviously him, the social media for multiple mm-hmm. teams, you might be tweeting live during the game and somebody just comments something crazy <laughs> underneath that post. In that regard, Amara, how do you manage that side of the job in terms of, you know, dealing with those Internet trolls while just simply trying to do your job? Yeah, I think there's levels to it. Um, there are some trolls that are just, you know, kids. You can tell they're mm-hmm. just like young kids that think it's cool to be edgy and whatever. Mm-hmm. And I kind of just let those go, you know, and I'm just like, all right, you know, it's a kid. Don't worry about it. And then there's, you know things that are disturbing and that I think, you know, where it gets racist, sexist, um, anything personal attacks against our players. That's when I take that seriously. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, okay, this is just an unnecessary comment. I remember we, um, we lost a game. It was two years ago and it was a gambler, like a gambler, a couple gambling people that had bet on us to win. We lost, we didn't cover the spread or I don't know about gambling, whatever. Um, (laughs) We, there were multiple people that were DMing us saying awful, horrible, racist things. And then one person posted, I hope your plane crashes. And it's Mm. like, that is ridiculous. It is a basketball game. Like that serious, but Mm. you know, you, to your point, it's, you kind of just have to learn how to not take it personal and just Mm -hmm. take the appropriate actions. If something is threatening or um, just awful, just block those people. It's Mm -hmm. not a question of, you know, if or when it's like, no, or this is unacceptable behavior. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And um, I mean, I think that's a very important question because I know like 
it's plenty of other roles within like, you know, dealing with the professional sports on the um, social media side of things that might deal with those things. I mean, it seems like the more we progress, like, it's just so much crazy stuff that happens these days. Like people are a lot more expressive of themselves and in a way it's kind of accepted in society. It's not, and I'm not saying like, I'm not going to be the one to judge anyone, but it's just like, you have to draw a line at some point at the end of the day, it is just a basketball game. So it's like, you should not be common to anything crazy. So I personally just wanted to know that perspective from you, because it's like, you're the one that's, you know, dealing with those hits up front. And, you know, obviously as a believer, it's like, you can't hit back. You have to turn the cheek in the way. So, and I know like that takes a lot of strength too. Um, So I definitely, you know, kudos to you on that for sure. You know, just being able to deal with those things and continue to do your job to the best of your ability. Being the, you know, powerful women in sports yourself, Obviously, I think personally, we came a long way, but we still have a long ways to go. So what is your take on women in sports society today? And is there anything that you would like to see improve on that end? Yeah, I agree. I think we have taken some strides, whether it's looking at organizations and seeing women in power and, you know, in in powerful positions, CEOs, CMOs, um, you know, and when I first got into social media, there were only, I think, two women holding that particular position. Wow. Um, this was, and this this was throughout the whole entire league? Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. I know that. And I, yeah, I think there was, there was two. And now, mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of NBA social, NFL social, you know, are run by women. Mm-hmm. And I think that's awesome. I will say we need to get better at Um, having more minorities in general in sports, Mm. because I think it's amazing that, you know, white women have positions of power, but I would love to see like black women, Asian women, um, all minorities um, in power in general too. Cause I think, Mm -hmm. you know, especially in sports, like I can't be speaking for our athletes because I don't relate to them on that level. So I think more diverse um, organizations we have the, the product's only going to be better. Mm-hmm. I believe so, too. And I mean, because like you mentioned, it's actually crazy that you point out that it was only about two, you know, in those roles when you first got into the game. So I'm like, wow, like that is actually crazy. And it is yeah. good to see that we have made plenty of strides, you know, all throughout, not even just the NBA, but the N- NFL, mm-hmm. um, probably MLB as well. NHL, you know, a lot of other professional sports are adding women to, you know, the staff of, you know, the organizations. But you know, personally, I feel like we still do have a long ways to go in, in terms of, you know, getting that full respect. Like you mentioned, you would like yeah. to see more minorities, um, just different cultures and races are part of those organizations, too. So I think, you know, we have came a long way, but I definitely believe that we do have a long ways to go. But we are, you know, taking those proper steps to get there, totally. too. Yeah. And I think you can kind of even see, again, we're go, going back to trolls when there's WNBA posts or mm-hmm. you know, women's sports posts, the comments are just so disheartening, you know? Mm-hmm. And I, I say to myself, oh, they're just trolls. They're just trolls. But then I look at these profiles and there are men with daughters, like holding daughters, yeah, just yeah. Talking crazy about women's sports. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. why is this still happening? It's 2022. I, I just can't wrap my mind around it. Mm-hmm. It is, and it is crazy to me because, like, it is that is a whole another conversation for a whole another day. I mean, it is really <laughs> ridiculous. Just imagine, just people, you know, with daughters commenting crazy stuff about women in sports. It's like, bro, like, we expect like 
is this how you want and not to get like too personal into that regard of it but it's just like you know you got to be an example first totally. you can't be out here you know talking crazy on the internet and you know you have a family that you want to lead in the right direction it just doesn't add up and yeah. i mean like i said i definitely believe that you know just keeping god involved like making those conversations about faith and just having people learn more about that side of it helps mm-hmm. um so in terms of obviously, you know, transitioning to the next question for you, how do we make that conversation of God and just faith in general a little bit more? I wouldn't even say cooler again, but just make it relevant to where like people are actually, you know, diving into sermons, diving into, you know, scripture every single day. Yeah, I think this is a tough question because I mean, me personally, obviously I'm Christian. That's my faith, but I have so many friends. Like one of my best friends is Muslim. Another Mm -hmm. one of my best friends is Jewish. So I really respect what people believe in. And Mm -hmm. I think it's, I'm trying to phrase this eloquently. You know, we see, I've, I've seen this, uh, Christians post Bible verses on their Instagram story or are very vocal about their faith and then their Mm -hmm. actions don't align with that behavior. So for me, I think it's honestly, what I've been trying to do is just show my faith or show that I believe in God through my actions and how I treat other people. And I think Mm -hmm. that testimony is just as powerful as posting scripture. And I think that's important too. I, I share that on my Instagram story devotionals, but I think sometimes you have to be an example to people that this is how Christ would handle this situation. Right. Right. Um, and I think too, I mean, not to get into this, I mean, you can cut this out if you want, but you know, even just seeing all like the thoughts and prayers thing, like for me that, that feels disingenuous because I think, Mm -hmm. you know, like there's a Bible verse that literally says faith, faith without works is dead. So it's like, we have to, yes, praying is great and we need to pray, but we also have to act in order to make change. And I just think, showing people our faith and our testimonies through our actions and how we treat other people is really important. And maybe that will help. I don't know. Like I, I feel like the world right now is it's overwhelming a lot of the time to just see what's going on. And I don't know what the right answer is, but I think like, as, as we move along in our life, if we can be a light in other people's lives and and show them our faith through our actions, I'm, I hope that that will help make change. Absolutely. And I mean, I, I believe it will, too, um, more so than anything. What I'm personally trying to do within my life as well is not only just post the scriptures and Bible verses on Instagram, but just, you know, be that light on a day to day basis. And, you know, the people I'm interacting with, you know, the people I'm coming across in the gym every single day, um, just being that light to them and just, you know, being that, you know, my version of what I feel like Jesus would want me to do and what God would want me yeah. to be you know, in the form of, you know, this human body that I have. And, you know, like you said, it hopefully it works. I mean, you know, it's it's a lot of warfare that's going on from a spiritual perspective. But, you know, all in all, I definitely believe that at least, you know, that that's a percentage that can add value to, you know, everything else is going on in terms right. of just making that switch. Um, so I definitely think that's key as well. The last question I did want to ask you, Omar, it actually wasn't in there. But from a perspective of identity, right, because I know a lot of times like basketball players, they are judged based upon performance. Mm -hmm. And within that, they can get lost, kind of lost in the sauce in a way like, you know, they're basing their identity off of them, the basketball player, not them like the men of Christ or women of Christ. So in that regard, in your personal career, 
was there any moments to where you actually like struggle with your identity from, you know, being a social media producer, senior manager, so, you know, digital content and, you know, just who you are as a regular person? Yeah, definitely. I think I kind of alluded to that at the beginning where I kind of lost my way a bit. Um, these jobs, uh, as, as many jobs are very overwhelming and they mm-hmm. consume your life, um, especially in season. That's pretty much you eat, sleep, breathe basketball, which I love. That's mm-hmm. why I'm in this job. But, you know, you, I think for me, I have to really be intentional about making time because it's very easy to just be like, okay, we got into Chicago at 2 a.m. last night. I'm exhausted. I'm going to sleep in. I'm not going to journal in the morning. I'm not going to read my devotional. I'm just going to go straight to breakfast. And then, I'm, you know, and, and I feel like when you get into that pattern, you do get lost. And I think right. I always think of it like an anchor. Um, I think Pastor uh, Mike Todd had a, had a really good series on being anchored. And it's true when you're not holding on to something that's holding you steady and down, you're flailing, you're trying to to look for other things to help you. And um, I felt like that quite a bit. And it, it always comes back to me doing the work and like being intentional and saying, no, this is how I'm going to ground myself today. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I don't do that, I'm going to feel kind of lost at sea. Um, right. I don't know if that really answered your question, but that's kind of what I think of when when I think about that. I think it's a good point, too. I mean, it definitely answered the question because it's just all about really just, you know, showing that consistency and doing the work daily. I mean, like, obviously, I know the schedule for you is probably hectic in the NBA season. I mean, y'all traveling and flying, you know, all over the place. But in terms of, you know, just saying like, okay, regardless of what goes on within that career, I'm going to stay true to my faith and I'm going to stay true to my relationship with God. I definitely think that's key, not only, you know, for, you know, obviously the basketball players, but you know, having you on the platform and sharing that perspective from, you know, the other jobs within the game, the other jobs within the NBA. So I definitely think that's key as well. So definitely appreciate that perspective. Is there anything that you would like to lead the fans with? Oh, man. No, this was great. Thank you. I think just Mm -hmm. try and be a good person every day, regardless of what you believe in. I think just leading with love and and trying to bring peace to people's lives is uh, the way to go. (laughs) 